Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we talk about the food that you put in your mouth, and everything else that nourishes you, or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. This week's episode is brought to you by my Eat Your Way to Health program. That's right, it's back and it's a whole new ball game. It's still all about using my proven eat process to turn the burnout train around and reclaim your health. And it's in a whole new format. I have run my signature program for about five years with individuals and four times in the past two years with groups. And now it's available as a self-paced online program that can be licensed by organizations and corporations that want to add an innovative employee wellness program to their benefits package. The best part is that through the end of 2022, your organization can get on board at a special pilot price. In addition to kicking the tires, you'll be asked to provide feedback along the way and uh, testimonials and or referrals at the end. So if you want to learn more, email me or find a time to connect. I'll put my email and my Calendly link in the show notes. Remember, special pilot pricing runs through December 31st, 2022. Don't miss it. I've been thinking a lot differently about what it means to be present since late September when I had the privilege of attending a breakout session run by United Way at the Vermont SHRM conference where I was also presenting. There's a fun connection to this to a post on LinkedIn this past summer by Ross Gibson, who was instrumental in organizing that conference. Ross posted uh, a meme about memory and imagination not being real, uh, that only the present is real. And I feel like in the wellness space, we often think of that line that's in Kung Fu Panda, and I'm sure that's not where it comes from originally. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it's in a lot of other places. Uh, But the line is, the past is history, the future a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. I spend a lot of time encouraging people to stay present and come back to the present. A lot of us live in the future, constantly cycling through a list of, but what if, all negative thoughts or in the past, constantly cycling through a list of, if only I had, and yes, that's right. If only I had is the correct way to say it. I wish I would have is not the right way to say it. (laughs) Bad grammar. When we live in memory, meaning regret about the past, or imagination, meaning anxiety about the future, we are completely missing out on the present which is the only space and time in which we have the capacity to act. 
So what does all this have to do with United Way's presentation? During the workshop on the Working Bridges program, the presenters introduced a model of the world based on three views. One of lack, also known as being in poverty, one of connection, and one of abundance. They said that when someone is living in lack, they have no ability to focus on the past or future. Instead, they're permanently stuck in the present, fighting for the next meal, the next paycheck, the next bill payment, etc. And it made me realize what a position of privilege it is to have the ability to live in memory or imagination. I know it's a bit mind-bendy because people who live in regret or anxiety certainly wouldn't wish that on their worst enemies. It doesn't feel like a privilege at all. And yet it kind of is. What is the point of all this though? It's definitely not to shame those who struggle with regret or anxiety, especially not anxiety, which seems to have become the next big pandemic, especially among our young people. It is an opportunity to gently remind us that we exist in these spaces because we have a lot to be grateful for. We live there because we come from abundance rather than lack. One of the most powerful practices we can develop if we struggle with regret or anxiety is a gratitude practice. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I'm not asking you to spend hours in meditation or mindfulness or anything like that. The simplest form I know is to start each day. And yes, you can do this before you even open your eyes. And yes, definitely before you pick up your phone. <laughs> start each day by listing three things for which you're grateful, no matter how small. Try to change it up daily. It's easy to let it become rote. I'm grateful for my family, for my friends, for my home, for food on the table, a car to drive, etc. Really try not to repeat items. It'll make you become aware of your surroundings and really use all of your senses. Oh, hey, you can be grateful for your senses. There's five days right there. <laughs> uh, if you're ready to up level, add on why you're grateful for that item. So for example, I am grateful for my eyesight because I'm enjoying the fall colors in Vermont for the first time in 35 years. And it's so good to be home. If you want to add on again, at the end of each day, list three things that went well that day. So the first part of the exercise pulls us back from the future. Stop worrying about what's waiting for you. What do you have right now? And the second part draws you forward from the past. We can usually very easily list everything that went wrong uh, in a given day and start dwelling on it. It goes against our negativity bias to find the successes, the wins, the celebrations for each day. A gratitude practice really is the best way I know to make a shift away from regret and anxiety, negative memory, negative imagination, and move to a positive mindset. And having a positive mindset is one of the best things we can do for our health and wellness. So let me know about your gratitude practice by voice message or email. I'm always eager to learn new ones. Stay in touch and I will be back next week.
Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.